We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the True Faith Weekly Radio Show. This week I'm joined by Sai. Alright. And Ben. Hello. We'd just like to uh, give a massive warm welcome to new listeners, Sunderland Football Club and Adam Johnson. It's great to have you listening. We're glad you're interested in what we've got to say. Yeah, and many others from Sunderland apparently. We've got, got <laughs> Seems a, a so. growing listenership. Um, Humbled. Yeah, so we're still going to talk about the derby, unfortunately. Um, everyone's still talking about it particularly in light of a questionable podcast we may have released on Monday for a short period of time. (laughs) Um, We definitely released it. (laughs) It got cut short, so we're allowed to speak a bit more about the derby, I think. Yeah. um, There's been a lot of fallout, and seemingly a lot of Mackhams are very upset with what we had to say at the time. Um, I thought we'd just spend a little bit of time talking about them and their reaction to what we've said. Um, I'll come to you first, Si. Anything in particular that's that shone out from their reaction to us? Well, as I said, I had no idea we had that many many listeners from the city of Sunderland, town of Sunderland, village of Sunderland. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's a podcast. Some of the comments were like, eee, have they got nothing better to do than sit there talking about football? Says the supporters of another club sitting listening to a podcast not about them. <laughs> and then they're going on like message boards about football. and talk, I just, It's bizarre. It's really bizarre. <laughs> and um, it's 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 quite humbling. It's nice to know that we're that we're that that well <laughs> thought of in the, in the football world. <laughs> yeah. you know? We've got listeners as far as South Korea, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it is interesting. I just can't imagine any real circumstances where I would want to listen to a Sunderland podcast. Yeah, and like, I think the important thing is they've latched on to what we're talking about, which was um, the alleged allegations made against. Um, a, a, a Sunderland player, I don't know, he, he shall not be named, shall we call him? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it was discussed on many a radio station across the North East, and it was mentioned in several newspapers that morning before s- certain articles were pulled, etc. And we had every right to discuss it, I think, and we, 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 we didn't vindicate or, you know, rule out what had happened. And since since then, Sunderland Football Club did, in fact, contact us on behalf of, of Mr... Mr. 
Robson, Johnson, what, what do you call him? He sure and assured us that um, he definitely didn't intend what, what was being discussed. So I think it's, it's fair to say a lot of others has gone on this week talking about it and, and most people are happy to kind of draw a line under it because what, yeah. what more is to be gained from talking about it. But the fallout towards us and our podcast as a result of said discussions has been quite staggering, hasn't it? The fact that we... We've been doing this podcast a year. We've got like so many hundreds, maybe like maybe just over a thousand listeners a week, possibly. The fact that an actual Premier League football club has has had to get in touch with us just seems outrageous. Like you can understand some of you can, you can understand some of their fans listening to us, possibly because they're annoyed about what we're saying. But for the actual club to have spent the time to listen first of all to what we've said and then be <laughs> like, "Well, I'm not having this." I mean, we've, we've someone get them on the phone. On Tuesday morning, and tell them they've got to get it down in case their six hundred listeners realise realise what they've said. Yeah, yeah. It just seems it just seems remarkable that they've actually they've actually got in touch with us. But anyway, thanks, London. It's nice to know you're listening. Uh, hopefully, you enjoy this one as well. I like to think we're, we're a good listen for 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 that niche niche market. We, we get the occasional celebrity on. You know, we've had a couple of, of journalists on. We've had Robson Green on most weeks. He's on every week. Isn't he? Robson Green <laughs> on the phone. Robson Green, yeah, Todd's podcast fame. To be fair, that was a great shout. Like, I, I did crack up with that. <laughs> was it you? Were it you was Robson me, Green, yeah. <laughs> I'm Robson Green. The posh lad after five minutes of rambling or something. The posh lad on the phone, yeah. Crack yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, an, interesting, an interesting couple of days, to say the least. Yeah. I've, very, got, I've got a talking point for you, Mickey. Um, I've got this friend, he's called um, Adam Bonson. And uh, the other week, uh, he was accused of doing some, some pretty nasty stuff. And he definitely did it, but... Um, he said he didn't, and you know, I was kind of, I was kind of put in place. I wasn't allowed to say anything about it. What are your thoughts on that? What do you think, Mr. Bonson? <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Should we move on? Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. let's move on. Um, Sai, I'm going to come to you first with a little bit of. Um... <laughs> I've literally just finished work, by the way. I'm so unprepared, so don't expect <laughs> any real insight. Otherwise, <laughs> well, Sunderland, the 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 club, the official club shop, has released a whole array of merchandise. Relating to our um, our six defeat in a row against them and the three 0 win, like a whole host of different things. Why? Why? <laughs> it's right. Uh, it is quite staggering. Six six derby defeats in a row is it's pretty bad. It's, it is quite a big occasion, but the shoddy tat that's on offer and the club are advertising it as if it's like de- decent <laughs> it's it's hideous you'd be so embarrassed if anyone in your family were seen wearing stuff like that no matter who you are <laughs> it's just it's hideous uh-huh. yeah it really is it really is it's remarkable I mean I, the only real tune video like of a match I remember buying when I was younger was when we beat Man United 5-0 uh, but yeah. that's alright isn't it like that's 5-0 against Man United and it was a class game of football they've got a video now in the house of us Battering them for ninety minutes, yeah. and them scoring three, three awful goals. They're not going to get any enjoyment really out of watching that, other honestly. I know, I know. Even five nils probably probably overstepped the mark a little bit. Like one football match on a video is is a bit mental. That that's an iconic victory, obviously. Yeah. Um, the only football videos you, you tend to watch or DVDs is is a season review, like if a particularly memorable season. You watch the whole, you know, 
you can take in a whole year's worth of football, that's different. Yeah. One game every now and then where, as you say, they got patted. <laughs> they had three shots and scored three goals. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like it was even a Teddy game, yeah, really. Was yeah, it? Like, no, abs- <laughs> absolutely enjoy the occasion. They've beat work again. Well done to them. Absolutely enjoy the occasion. But it wasn't a game of football you want to watch again <laughs> by any stretch. Uh, just, <laughs> in, just in case you're thinking otherwise, Sunderland fans, I can personally guarantee that you will have no games of football ever under your current manager that you will want to watch again once it's finished yeah, any, not one any, single time any Mackham listeners who didn't see the game because we all went I'm sure plenty, plenty of Sunderland fans that didn't because um, it wasn't sold out it was a rubbish game honestly even from your side it was a rubbish game it was a rubbish game um, I also just wanted to um, let you know Sunderland fans if you are listening live possibly we are reachable at TF Weekly Pod on Twitter we'd like to know your thoughts on our radio show and um, if you agree disagree with anything that we say um it would be nice to hear from you, so give us a shout. Newcastle fans as well, obviously, you're welcome to comment. And Sunderland Football Club, we're always welcoming your opinion <laughs> and, and what you think. And we'd like to hear from Adam as well, if he's, uh, if he's got any more thoughts on our, on our show. Yeah. Um, Robson, I'll come to you next. The Sunderland fans' reaction... <laughs> it's Robson Green. <laughs> What's he doing here? Um, the Sunderland fans' reaction to what happened to Jack Colback, I find a bit distasteful, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um I, I understand. Like he's he's left them. He's gone to us for free. They've they've developed him as a player. Uh, he shaft, he's he shafted them basically. He's got injured and they've booed him around the pitch. I can I can have that. That's fair enough. Like yeah. I would I would probably do the same. I was going to say, but they've now they've now releasing like paintings and posters of Catamol standing over him when he's injured on the floor. Mm-hmm. I find that disgusting. Yeah. What do it's you just, what do you think? It's just a bizarre. I, as you say, I, I had no real. Well, obviously it's distasteful, but as you say, it's the sort of thing we would have done had it been Catamore on the other side at St James Park, walking around the side. I'm sure he'd have got a lot of stick. Um, and as you say, he, he did shaft them, basically. He's obviously made a career there and then left them for now. So um, I don't sort of have, feel feel sorry for him. I mean, apparently he was sort of kissing the badge and sort of waving the badge at them as well, just antagonising them a bit. So they're, they're <laughs> within their rights to, to kick off and boo and everything, all the rest of it. But as you say, they're... To, to be releasing merchandise about that as well it just seems to be like they're, they're trying to make a massive thing out of it it's it's weird the funny thing about it's, that it's is it's almost as if they're trying to hide the fact that it was a shocking performance by sort of the worst team grand, yeah. like grandstanding the, 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 the with victory by any sort of thing they can interesting thing about that is uh, Jack Colback yeah, apparently with the, the badge kissing 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 um, he, he said he said that he didn't do it so he mustn't have done it so never mind <laughs> 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 uh, right, so, si, are, are they going to stay up? Oh, Sunderland going to stay up? Are Sunderland going to stay up? Um, we do tend to give them. A, <laughs> we probably will give them another three points. Yeah. Uh, realistically, if if that's the best performance they can muster, no chance. There's no way they're staying up. Not with Eunice Carbul and um, Cortez, Cortez, or John O'Shea, or, or John O'Shea, or any of their defenders. You know. They're talking about. Um, I was just listening before. They're talking about Jack Rodwell, centre half. Like that's the next best option. Jack Rodwell, who's ter- mean, terrible at centre mid. <laughs> I don't know. Is Allardyce capable now of just just grinding out rubbish nil nils and possibly? But you'd still like to think that if that's the bet, like that was the height of their season. That that performance, thirty percent possession. I know it stats on everything. They won the game. They scored three goals, but three shots on target. When you're against a proper goalkeeper and not Rob Elliott, you don't normally score from three shots on target. Um, One of them uh, being a pen. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd yeah. there's no way they're staying up on that kind of performance. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think obviously they 
they're, they're content to make that way until I make, we've obviously the game hinged on that that penalty. And I think even if the pen had been allowed and he'd have left Colacini on, I, I think we probably would have won the game. But um, it was just obviously the red card against ten men, and we still had some good good spots after it. So um, the fact that they couldn't really put in, let's face it, like we've we've been playing all right recently, but we're, we're still not anywhere near where we, we could be. Um, potentially in terms of the performance and things like that, so I mean we should have we should have scored, but I, I, we didn't really create a good chance. They're not going to get that lucky many times a season where teams don't get a real, real sort of chance to put them away. And I think yeah. if they go behind in games, you cannot see them breaking teams down. If teams go there and sort of park the bus against them, yeah. that that was the only way they stopped us really was without not not <laughs> sort of leaving their own last third. So. Yeah. We created our best two or three chances second half of 10 minutes, yeah. and that's when the game was stretched, and again, we just didn't take them. This is going to sound like a stupid comment, because they have to score three goals against us, but I can't see them scoring more than one in a game against a, against a team with 11 men. The, the last goal was because we were flying forward with 10 men in the, like, in oh, the last course, few minutes, I'll, knackered. I mean, uh, if, if they're willing to play Defoe and Fletcher, Fletcher seems to be hitting a little bit of form, but Allardyce just won't play. He'll play one of them. On their own and just grind out. If he plays to four, it's going to be like on the left or something stupid, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think we better spend a bit of time talking about Newcastle because we, we didn't really talk about it on the podcast. We got distracted by other matters. It's funny one, is it? Because like, obviously after losing the derby, all we've got to like hang on to is the daft things Sunderland do on the day, and they make it so easy, don't they? Like, they yes, really do. It's 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 a little bit sad that all we can do because we keep getting beat is talk about how stupid they are. But there's so much to talk about that <laughs> it's it's just uh, it's kind of refreshing. But yes, let's talk about Newcastle now. The thing, the thing I'm going to take from it, right? Mitrovic created his own chance in the second half where he definitely should have scored. Yep. I've, I've watched it only that moment of the highlights. I've watched once, and he, if he puts it anywhere else in the, in the net, he scores. Other than that, we've had a few half chances. Kovac should have scored in the first half, but we we dominated the game and didn't really create any like cutting edge chances. Mm-hmm. And we we did against Norwich, but that. Result flattered the performance. It did a bit. Um, you can't say we didn't create clear-cut chances when you score six goals. That we did. No, we did. We, we did enough. We, we did enough. Um, but the, the, the performance against Sunderland for me wasn't. I mean, we we dominated the game, but it wasn't a, as great a performance as maybe people are suggesting because mm-hmm. we didn't. Yeah. Create this, the chances to score. This leads us nicely, and actually, uh, we asked a couple of the lads on, on Twitter earlier today. Have you got any? Uh, any, any stuff you think we should talk about and uh, Chris McBriarty am I saying that right at Chris McBriarty um, said he's wondering does he, do we think that we're, we're flattering ourselves so do we are we looking at kind of through rose tinted glasses do we think we're doing better than we are because we keep saying oh well actually there's been some good performances there mm-hmm. at the end of the day we've still only got six points we've only won one game what do we reckon like do we think we're better than we are like should we be higher than the league or we're just starting to be a bit too like I don't know what the word is like Arrogant about it's like, oh we're better than that anyway like I don't yeah. know it's I'll come in on that I think um, I think he's definitely got a point there I said after the Norwich game that we our, our fan base on mass was massively overestimating the performance against them yeah did they we play that well they were very 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 poor mm-hmm. and people seem to have t- totally forgotten about the first half like they looked like scoring every time they had the ball in the first half not even just when they attacked every time they had the ball you were thinking they kind of score yeah <laughs> we're still massively shaky at the back massively so we're, I think we're lacking big time in centre midfield and I think as 
as always, it's a matter of extremes with opinion amongst Newcastle fans. And at the moment, people seem to think we're way, way better than we are than our position in the league. I think, in reality, we're, we are obviously better uh, than, yeah. than where we are in the league. But people are arguing that we should be, you know, top ten on on the on current form, which is just ridiculous. That's not where we are. Yeah. I, th- I, I just come in. I think um, there's certain players have started to play recently that weren't really getting a crack at the start in a few of the games I'm talking about Perez obviously Mitrovic had the games out while he was suspended since those two have come back in it's completely changed the the prospects of the team and I think that's what a lot of people are pinning their hopes on and sort of getting the basis that we're, we're better than we are because those two looked really good together um, and even even though they, they didn't really I think Mitrovic had one chance don't remember Perez having a, a real opportunity the, they're still did some really good stuff around the pitch. Okay, it wasn't in the final third, but Pep Perez is always looking to 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 take a man on. He's got brilliant first touch, um, and he's got a lot of skill. And I think it's just getting them in the right positions to to sort of get the best out of them. I think what was said on on the podcast after the derby was that we weren't getting them in the right positions. We didn't really get Perez, Sissoko, Wijnaldum past Mitrovic. They weren't. Do looking for, I mean, I think there was one one moment where they did a one-two with Mitrovic. I think it was Wijnaldum, um, and he had an alright shot, but it wasn't really a, a great effort. But I, I just think we need to be bombing forward past him. He should be sort of the focal point, and then we should be looking to play off him. And I, I don't think we did enough of that against Sunderland, probably because he was playing sort of quite high up, and, and there just wasn't the space because obviously the way Sunderland set out. But then I suppose you, you look at that, a team's going to just look to play that because that. That they've shown the blueprint of how to sort of nullify way, but I think if yeah. they play that way, yeah, it's it's. Um, McLaren at the start of the season said, "Didn't he give us ten games and then judges, or something to that effect?" And he's had his ten games now, and really six points isn't good enough. It's not at all good enough. But at the same time, you'd, you'd probably say he has finally sort of discovered how the team should be setting up. It took him probably longer than it should. First five or six games were rubbish. And then we've had a couple of uh, positive performances. I wouldn't say they've been world like world beaten performances, but more um, positive at least. You've got to take into consideration though the the Mitrovic suspension was a gag. Three games out, just ludicrous. That's that's really ruined the season. The, the annoying thing about, about that saying he's found his uh, his best starting eleven. We could have told him from game one Mitrovic and Pereira should start up front both. Like yeah. the fact that that took him six games to get that, and I know uh, suspension, but it was just so obvious. We've, we've been crying out for for support up front um, what concerns me about that though is that I feel like McLaren has adapted his formation to fit in the players that we've got which is which is what he's, he's had to do here but he I, I thought he made a big statement at the start of the season by playing the 4-2-3-1 repeatedly even though it wasn't working and I I worry that his his overall game plan doesn't necessarily fit the formation because you don't have that third man in midfield to to dominate possession I mean we did it against Sunderland but they're, they're awful so it doesn't really count I don't know I mean I, I made the point against Norwich that Wijnaldum was tucking in a bit more and I guess maybe it, it's looking at that but I think we've talked about the defence the issue with that then becomes you you left bare in, in, in the wide positions where Sissoko he, he tracks back now and again but he's, he's obviously not looking to expend all his energy running chasing a, a wing back he wants to be going the other way mm-hmm. and it's the problem is, as we've said, we haven't got that midfielder in the middle. Teote is not the player he was sort of four years ago or so, three or four years ago, where he, you could probably have let him sort of marshal the, the area in front of the back four. He would go in, he knew when to sort of foul and, 
and he and he was a lot fitter. He could cover the ground. We don't ha- he doesn't say, do I that thought, anymore. I thought, and again, it was it was Sutherland, and it wasn't probably the best indicator. But I thought he played quite well on Sunday, and he, start, yeah, he, he looked like right. he, he was starting to remember that position, that that role of just Marshall in the midfield, covering the back four. And I think we just need to get him fit. He mm-hmm. just hasn't looked fit for ages. If we can keep him fit and get him back in the shape again, though, he he did a stupid foul and got booked quite early on, and, and you can see when he once he's booked, he's he's panicking after that point because he's obviously. <laughs> it's cost with games in the past where he's been sent off, and it's just that mm. it's that mentality that yeah. once he gets a stupid one, he's basically he may, he's redundant on the pitch because he's he's not gonna go and sort of put in those tackles that you need to. He, yeah, I think he needs to use his head a bit more and sort of figure out when's the right time to, when when he needs to to, to take a foul, yeah. and because well, he, he gets some stupid ones when he's just trying to win the ball where there's no pressure. Would you would you play him tomorrow then? Well, I think he's going to have to because we haven't got callbacks obviously out. Um, it's gonna. I mean, the, the only two fit senior centimetres we've got at the minute, uh, Nita and Tiote, see it and guarantee they'll be starting. What a shame! So, we we'll let Medi be a guff and almost no money. Oh no! Uh, that links into something that I wanted to talk about with Newcastle, um, and also what Ben was saying before about Mitrovic being isolated up top. I think by far and away the the weakest point in our team is centre midfield. Jack Colback, a favourite of Dodd, certainly, and and it, he's a good player, but he's not great. And Sai, you agreed with me. Well, oh, you made the well, point earlier. We had a big today. debate with Dodgy today about how he, he thinks Colbrack's brilliant, and I'm not saying he's rubbish, but he's, he's not. just not very good. <laughs> I don't know. He's not. He, he's not brilliant, is he? For a Premier League centre midfielder that you want to be totally controlling the game, he's not necessarily got it. Whether or not that's a question of who he's playing alongside isn't is mm-hmm. is another question. Colbrack is probably out of the three that we've got the one that I would keep alongside. What has to be our next signing, and that's got to be a top quality centre midfielder. It's got to be a top quality centre midfielder. He's not five foot tall. We yeah. need a big lad, like a proper proper midfielder who can. <laughs> who's got some strength about him because that's that's what Colback hasn't got. He hasn't really got a, a long range shot on him, which you know a lot of centre midfielders do. Can chip him with girls. How many has he scored once or twice for us in in like a season and a half now? Yeah, that's not, not enough goals. He scored it well. It's Dodgy's favourite stat, isn't he? Four goals and seven assists in that team last season. Yeah, he always chips that one out. But I, I, I'm, I think I'm probably side more with Dodsey against these two. Just I think you look back to last season when we were from Killingworth. Who? Callback. Oh, Callback. No, but <laughs> obviously that that would that gives him brownie points. Um, he's he's <laughs> completely <laughs> sorry, Robson. <laughs> he's I think he's last season he, he was one of the, the few sort of bright sparks in that team. Um, we, were, like we were we were awful. We there, were yeah. shocking. But he was at least showing a bit of fight, and he did chip in with goals where we looked like we were never. I mean, how did he score four goals last season playing in that John Carver team? I, I don't know where he, where they came from, but it's because he was getting forward, and he was. It was a couple of times where he was, he was um, sort of appearing on the the edge of the box, and it was a couple of games um, where he, he scored some good goals, and it's it's just getting him in the right position. Dodgy always says he, he plays him too deep, and you look at some of the games this season. Um, Specifically, the the West Ham game, where him and Anita were basically in the in the back four when um, the first goal uh, went in, and you just think that's that's not where his his best position is. He's a possession footballer, but I think he he's a clumsy with a tackle. He, he shouldn't be playing that deep because he can't. He's not a great ball winner. He he doesn't have great um, a, a great engine in terms of he's not the quickest. He, I think he keeps running. He's got good good stamina and he can last the ninety minutes, but. He's not gonna 
cover the, the pitch side to side, which you probably need to do in that type of role. I think he's tied on the ball, and I think when you get him further up the pitch and he, he's got a chance to pick a pass sort of to, to look for one-two, he's he's good at that. But as I say, he's we need someone there to do his legwork for him, I think. And while while he hasn't got that, it, it just shows him up for what he is, is that he's he's too slow, really, for the for, to play that type of role. Um, and, and he's not really big enough here that they sort of muscle people off the ball. I just think he's, he's unfortunate that he's he's arrived at a time and we've just got nobody left really around him. He's got an unfit Teote, a Vinita who's even smaller than he is, um, and then we've, we've sold a Beard who at least had a bit of size and sort of was comfortable on the ball, but he's gone as well. So I, I, I would well, I would agree that's probably the one of the positions I would like to strengthen, um, sort of in in January, but we'll see. I think we'll talk about him more next week when Dodsey's back and have a have a proper debate on him. So let him speak the other side of the argument as yeah. well. But yeah, I, I just don't. When when you think of like a really good centre midfielder, I just don't think Jack Colbeck ticks all the boxes. He's he's decent, as you say. He's tidy footballer. He's got some good attributes, but all the things that make you a great, a really good centre midfielder, like you know, a decent shot, good goals, lots of assists, and just being able to get stuck in. He's he's got a little. He's a jack of all trades almost, but just not that much better than your average Premier League midfielder personally yeah which is a shame uh, we'll move we'll move on from um, from Sun and I think I think we've done it to death could be it. loving that and uh, so you can turn off now Sunland. we're not going to talk about you or anything related to you or any of your players anymore we might reference Jack Robson my friend one, one of two more times but. <laughs> so we'll move on um, and look forward Jack to Jack Robson uh, the Stoke game Adam so, Robson the Stoke game tomorrow Adam Johnson sorry lads um, and look do look briefly again at them at the last two performances and whether we think that is a sign of what's to come or whether it's a blip whether we should be too excited so Ben I'll, I'll come to you have we turned the corner I, I don't know um, <laughs> <laughs> well uh, thanks for listening everyone. <laughs> lads <laughs> we'll do a football show we're supposed to be the ones that, that give an opinion I don't know I don't know <laughs> Well, uh, well, I'll move on to the second part of the question. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Sai first. Sai, have we turned the corner? No, not, not at all. Not yet, no. Um, yes, I, I think we've basically talked about it from the Sunderland game. Um, yes, we we're, were the better team. We had a lot of possession. But really, in terms of cutting-edge chances, chances, there wasn't much there. It's funny because we've just not had the chance to turn the corner. Ten games, three red cards. That's, yeah. that's ridiculous. That's bad. Two of them, Mitrovic obviously it was given and... Possibly it's never read the million just years, by that one for me. scraping his leg with his toe. You can probably, or the you know, it didn't get rescinded. Col- uh, Colchines has, but three red cards in ten games. You're not giving yourself a chance. Like that's like that's old three. Arsenal style yeah. discipline, that isn't it? When they used to get a red card every other game. That's just three wasted matches, and we've lost all three. And it's just kind of that's three out of your ten games gone already. We have had a hard fixture run. All three of those have come when we've been playing well, haven't they? Exactly. Or was Yamak? We were, we were playing all right when Yamak got sent off. Was that Swan- no, Swansea? I can't remember we were, that. We were one, atrocious at Swansea. <laughs> atrocious. But Mitrovic were playing really well against Arsenal. Yeah, and for we'll, we'll, well, that was probably the, the only the game. really good home performance we've put in. Bar Norwich um, was that Arsenal game, and it was yeah. wasted on a on a naff naff ten man one one own goal. I don't know though. We didn't. We literally didn't have any sort of possession inside their last four. So while well, it was probably the best defensive performance, I yeah. completely agree. We, we stopped them from playing, but you're not going to get through many games. And pick much many points up playing like that, are you? But we no, really need true. to start just not having ten men. Like, <laughs> it's just that's not, you know. But 
your question is have we turned the corner I don't think we'll have yet I think these next two games are it mm-hmm. we, we said judge yourself after 10 games he's not done well enough at all regardless of the fixtures and, and the bad luck I bet he wishes he said 12 yeah. two wins after this <laughs> exactly well, t- two wins if you can beat Stoke at home which I think we've got a very good chance there were, we went extra time penalties on um, Wednesday night it's a perfect chance to play them at home yeah. we've, got, we've got something to prove and then Bournemouth just got smashed off um, by Spurs, Spurs at home they're missing all the good players yeah it's, it's two very very winnable games and the only way we can salvage anything out of the season and re- restore a bit of faith in what McLaren might have to offer with is by winning these two games I'm, I'm still waiting for him to come out and say oh no well them first eight games against the top eight from last season don't really count so it's like <laughs> from now it's my ten games sort of thing I, th- I think didn't he say something along the lines of it's just being like pre-season after eight games have I made that up? I don't know. I didn't hear that. But Sounds like I, I probably made, made that it up. up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now I think I th- it's too early to say, isn't it? Have we turned the corner? Um, the the point says we haven't, but the performances we're putting in some good performances. I mean, I, I, I keep repeating myself, but I was saying on the the podcast of the week we've we've put in some decent performances in stages it, against some really good teams. Um, 45 minutes against Chelsea and 45 minutes against Man City. Yeah, we were I, the better I, team I, in yeah. those two games. And I would argue that. Uh, sorry. To interrupt you, four points out of them four games is probably not as much as we deserved from the performances. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that, but at the end of the day, we haven't got them. We've, we've, yeah. only, we've only got the, one. The win. problem is it, it was followed by 45 minutes where we just sat back against Chelsea and got mm-hmm. caught with two goals. We probably could have lost that game. Yeah, City absolutely tore away a new one, um, <laughs> and it's just <laughs> that's the that's the Newcastle side that's at the bottom of the league. That's the problem. It's Jack and Hyde in it yeah. at the minute. It's you've got to be able to to sustain that performance for 45 minutes yeah. uh, sorry for the full 90 and it's it's just it's too it's too much in dribs and drabs we do some good stuff and then it's almost I mean people pick on Sissoko a lot but I think he sort of epitomises the, the type of team we are he'll do some brilliant stuff where I mean the Norwich game he was running from box to box um, driving with the ball and, and looking like our best at threat going forward but then he'd knock himself out and we'll get caught down the left um, where he he should be marking a man that they go in and obviously they score one and and well the other one came from that side I don't think he was at fault for the second one but it's that fine line between sort of putting all your eggs in the basket of going forward if you don't score you, you've got to be able to at least get back in a position just to sort of hold your position I think we're, we're, we're not fit it's you t- we were talking about pre-season before the team just doesn't look fit enough to to be able to do the the job it needs to and I think that's probably why he was thinking of the the two, three, one initially because it sort of gives you a bit more shape in terms of defensively. Your your three behind the striker can drop in, and then it's more of a five, and you you just gives your back four a bit more um, sort of cover. But you, you don't get anything going forward. The four four two, I think at the minute, Wijnaldum and Sissoko are playing very high up. Would we like that holding mid who's going to sort of, as I said before, just protect the back four, and I, I think it leaves with it leaves with very open to counter-attacks and I think we're gonna, probably going to have a few games this season a bit like the Norwich where it's just going to be we'll, ju- we'll just have to try and outscore you because I, I don't think the back four are, are good enough at the minute to sort of hold the run either Yeah, I certainly think the last two performances have got us heading in the right direction but you never know Newcastle like the whole season has been half decent and then absolutely terrible we did it in a game against Man City really good in the first half awful in the second half so you just don't know. I think these next two games coming up are absolutely huge for our season. If we if we lose, even if we lose one of them, you're going to look back at these last two games and think, ah, we haven't done it. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to start to get cut adrift. It's a concern. 
Ben, what I wonder is, despite despite what everyone is saying, and what was a positive performance against Sunderland on Sunday, is it going to be? Thought we done with that. Is it going to be? Is it going to be a hangover, just from the from the fact that we got beat against against them? Is that going to affect the players' mentality on on Saturday? Is it? Gonna, I, is it I don't. Be I don't think so. I think, I think McLaren's sort of um, quotes after the game. I think they all realised they played some decent stuff, and I think it was literally that one decision changed the game. And I think they're probably realistic to realise, even with ten men, we still created some decent stuff. And I think there was enough in that performance. Obviously, the result is a shocker, um, and I'm sure that will. Hopefully, that'll spur some people on to sort of buck up their attitudes and and give a lot more for the for the club. But um, I, I still feel like they probably thought, had things gone our way, we could have we could, we could have easily won that game three or four. So I just hope that they sort of focus on the positives. You could obviously there could be a bit of a hangover there, but I I think just looking at the the attitude of the players sort of coming off the pitch and the last few games, I think there's enough there for them to just sort of write that one off and just say right we've got unlucky there, we've got done today, but we'll we'll fight again tomorrow. And I think as you say that the next few games are so massive to the season, like we can't really look back. Everything's got to be looking forward, and we've got to we've got to make sure we we get everything we can out of the games coming up because we've had we're tough. Um, a tough run where we, we could we could leave, have excuses going forward. We, we we haven't got really got any excuses now. These are the teams we need to be beating if we're gonna stay in the league. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, we'll just interlude the uh, the section on the Stoke game to do the recently texted in Doggers game for this week. Recently texted. So in. those of you that don't know, feel free to join in on Twitter. Um, let us know if you've got it before us because we'll not be checking in real time. Um, I'm going to read out some clues about a former Newcastle player. You've got to guess who it is. Just shout out when you know, lads. Do you know what the answer is? Or is he going to let I do know, know the answer. Don't just read them because I know you all have them as well. Clue number one. I played for two of the three biggest sides in my home country before moving to NUFC. Repeat that, sorry. I played for two, <laughs> of, the, two of the three biggest sides in my home country before moving to NUFC. I think you're going to get it after the next clue. I'm five foot nine, despite scoring most Vernita. of my most of my goals with my head. No, Ooh. and you don't get another guess. Oh, Played for the two biggest co- teams in his home country before joining the tune. Yes, and he's five foot nine and scores most of his goals with his head. Didn't get it. I'm quite surprised. Clue number three: I wasn't interested in football as a child, preferring acrobatics and gymnastics. Lualoa. Not correct. Is it Mike Lowen? Also, could you name the two biggest? <laughs> Biggest clubs, or even is there any clubs in Luwalo's home country? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Martins. Here you go. You'll get it after this one. I was selected in my first national team squad in the in the game. Tim Krull made his Netherlands debut. Will we get it on this one? Um, Score must have got some head. No, Tim Krull made his debut in the. Yes, when all of is correct. Yeah. Uh, despite being just 24, I've made almost 300 career senior appearances. 295 to be exact. So thanks to Dodds. Dodds texted that through for Um Couldn't make it to the podcast this Again, week. But I think you've done this before. You haven't got quite the delivery that Dogger has for Dogger's game. You don't yeah. really do it justice. I'm not very good at games, to be honest. <laughs> but that's why I've just yeah, sort of let my. You, you even away. muller the good ones somehow. <laughs> That was um, alright. It's a talent. It's a talent. Nice. Did anyone get that before? As I presume you did. That was a pretty poor showing for me and Ben. There, really. I should probably uh, not have kept telling you that you were going to get the answer. That's not the best way it goes, <laughs> is it? It just puts so much more pressure on, doesn't it? Yeah. 
really does. Uh, so moving on back, well, I say moving on, moving back to the Stoke game. We've alluded to it before. The formation has, has changed quite drastically, you would say, by, by going 4-4-2 instead of 4-2-3-1. And Perez and Mitrovic seem to be having a bit of luck, at least in areas of the pitch, not necessarily up front. Do you think we should stick with it? Would you keep playing Perez and Mitrovic up front? Would you change back to a 4-2-3-1? Maybe go to a 4-3-3 and have wider players? The thing, it's difficult, isn't it? You think Stoke usually play with the three up top, top, up top don't they? Um, although, I don't know, I think we're at, ho- uh, we're at home, obviously, so we need to be sort of forcing the issue, I think. Um, I would stick with a 4-4-2. Um, and... I think you've just got to go. You've got to go for it. We need to score. Like obviously, we, we didn't take the chances with the few that were created against Sunderland. I think we need to get a goal just to get that confidence back. Um, ideally, I'd love Mitrovic to get it just because I think obviously he's he scored one or two goals, but I feel like he's he's capable of getting getting on a good run if 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 he gets the supply. Um, I, I would stick with the four four two and just put put everything in, in one basket. Just try and try and uh, just. Fire, fire them out fire the, just go and blow them off the pitch basically try and score as many as we can yeah I think we need an early goal just to settle everyone Definitely. down and, and make the, make the we, we can't we can't rest on Maloros with the back the back four a, a bit of reliability at the minute I think Mbembe um, looks a quality player but just as a as a back four they're not much of a unit they don't really seem to sort of work in tandem you've no. got Rob Elliott behind them who's an absolute liability so there's no way we'll keep a clean sheet we've, we've just got to go out and look at the score yeah, Sai, four four two. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, it's not a proper four four two, is it? We don't play with like wingers getting out on the byline putting crosses in. We play quite a narrow four four two, which I like. It's it's a good. The, the midfield's kind of interchangeable. So Circa goes from side to side when Yaldum kind of goes from side to side. But without Perez and Mitrovic on the pitch at the same time, I just don't see us scoring goals. You need they just they link up well. Mitrovic can hold up the ball, but without some real support up there. And the kind of flair and, and pace of Perez or someone else like that, which we don't have, it, it's just it's it's to no end. I don't think you can hire a twenty-year-old up front on his own without some real support. So yeah, absolutely four-four-two. I think Ben's right. There's not really much more to to say on it. Yeah, I agree with that. So in light of that, I think we've got an issue of who we play in centre mid and who we play wide. I'll just give a, a mention that Alex Cato has been in touch when we were talking about Kobach and says Kobach's uh, really the only centre mid. Actual, like the, act, the only real actual sentiment we have and it, there is a small human and Teoto has been so terrible a sentiment I certainly agree with who do we play in the middle do you bring Sissoko in then do you, who do you play wide I essentially what I want you to do is name your midfield Teoto has been been so terrible sorry I was just reading Alex Cutter's tweet decent bird though Alex Cutter <laughs> have you seen her very nice congrats <laughs> sorry Back to the football. Um, Who do you play midfield? I've sort of said before I'd, I'd like to see Sissoko get a get a run in midfield because we were talking we need that sort of big physical presence in the middle. But at the same time, he's not he's not going to be disciplined enough to sort of hold there and just marshal side to side of the pitch. I think and I think you lose a lot of what he does really well. He's brilliant at breaking against teams sort of on the counter attack, using his his pace and his power. Um, I think you lose a lot, a lot from his game if if you stuck him inside, and I think you've got to be more disciplined in in centre mid than than you do perhaps sort of out wide. So 
I don't think he's necessarily answered. He's played there before, I think, as well, a few games and, and sort of struggled a bit. So I don't know whether he's the answer, but I suppose short term, it, you, you probably need to sort of start looking at potential um, sort of combinations just because obviously with Cobot being out as long as he is, Anita and Tiote aren't good enough as a centre partnership um, in the Premier League. I mean, Wijnaldum looks really good on the ball, so he might be better suited to coming inside and then sort of putting a given given an Aaron's or someone a shot on the left. Um but I think Tiote's his discipline, his his fitness as well, I don't think it's up there to what it would need to be to sort of fulfil that, that midfield role. That's what I was gonna come and suggest was if if one of the white players is gonna get brought inside, which is what I would do because I, I can't stand Tiote. Um <laughs> I would bring in Winyaldum. But then you look at that, and you've got, He's got five, more about five him foot six Anita and five foot nine Winyaldum yeah. in the centre mid against Stoke, a physical team against Charlie Adam. I just think though Winyaldum's so comfortable on the ball, you can literally fire the ball at him with two two players around him. He's got a good touch and he's got skill and awareness to to hold on to it. And, and I think he's the sort of player he, he did some brilliant little one twos with people in and sort of skills to be players. And I, I think he's the type of player that you c- can pass the ball to in midfield under pressure. He'll beat his man and he'll set you off on the attack. I feel like he's more likely to do it than Sissoko would be. And I just think as well, he's probably more disciplined. He's played a sort of a central role for PSV in the past and I just think he's probably more suited to it. Yeah, what, yeah. I'm, what I'm worried about is that that's what McLaren's going to think, but he's going to think along the lines that I have is that he won't be necessarily able to do it. Like the the defensive duty of centre mid, so you'll play Tiote, you'll play Anita, and you'll play Winyaldum as number ten, and you'll move Perez to the left, and I think that will be a disaster. I don't know. I, I personally had forgotten that Colback's gone for what, is it like six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah. Uh, another scan. Yeah, I think we, so. We it need, could be longer. We need to rethink four four two is a bad idea. I've changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right. We can't just play with Anita and uh, and Tiote for for the next six weeks. That's that's a disaster waiting to happen. Um, <laughs> you might have to double with the formation. You might have to go four three three and put. I would put. Um, it, oh, it depends on if, if we can get Tiote fit, but we can't just assume that he's going to be good enough. If it doesn't work, we need another option. And yeah. I would say that 4-3-3, Perez, Mitrovic, and another, whether it's Aaron's or Tovan or someone, they were taking, taking a shot on. No, no, because I would say Sissoko and Wijnaldum as part of the three midfield with Anita. Oh, really? And no Tiote? No Tiote. Ideally, no Tiote. But if we'll have to use him sparingly, <laughs> fair enough, bring him on to, to see our games, that sort of thing. But then, as long as we've got Perez... Mitrovic, and even that might give Tovan a chance to get involved to be part of like a, you know an attacking side as opposed to in a four-five-one and just lumping the ball at him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird because you're saying which one we bring back inside. Sissoko or Wijnaldum? Why not both? They're both very good players. They're both more than capable of doing that. They just haven't seemed to have the right attitude towards it. But yeah, sort it out, lads. You, you can play centre mid. They're both more than capable of doing it. They should be. They should be. Um, Three-man midfield. We just don't want to do that. Though, do a four-two-three-one is like the dreaded, dreaded form. No, no, four-three-three. It has to be four-three-three. <laughs> the, the, we need an attacking line, not just Mitrovic. Absolutely not. It, yeah, it's, if it's only if it's going to work, it's only going to work with like two really, really, really attacking wingers, just two forward wingers. Um, the question is then: I was going to talk about this a little bit later on. Is who do you play as the as the extra wide man? Perez has certainly got to get the opportunity to do one of them, even though he's not necessarily that effective wide. Is it 
Torvan, do we think is, is he any good at all? I don't he's know. Not, he's not really had a fair shot, to be fair to him. Um, the best his look was against Northampton <laughs> uh, when he played up front on his own. Who got when thing oh, he got Arsenal, off against Arsenal? Arsenal. He did. He, that's the thing. He handled himself okay there, considering he was thrown at the deep end. He's not a centre forward yet. He was sort of he, he held the ball up as well as he could, and, and he beat a couple of men and now and again. I just yeah. think he, he just need in his defence. He's been coming into games when we've A, been playing awful and B, like, been out of the game. So, for example, coming on for the last 20 minutes, yeah, whatever was, it was, was against the, Sunderland. He was the go-to guy during Mitrovic's suspension yeah. as well, which is kind of harsh on him as well. We it, had nothing. We had no outlet it, there. Like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the ball up, not to see, say, it's just, there's no point. Yeah. Um, so I think he's not really had a proper crack with, with players who I think he could work well with. I, I can see he would be a similar to- sort of player to Perez, probably not up to his level, but he'll do those he'll look for the little one twos and, and he's got a bit of skill about him. He's, I don't think he's he's got the pace to be an out and out winger. Um I mean we said at the time he's probably a number ten, so if you want to play your three, they don't have to be wide men. Put Perez and Mitrovic up top, put Turvan just behind them and that way you'll you'll get them sort of linking up a bit better and that, that might sort of give him a bit of bit of an opportunity to sort of get in amongst it because at the minute I think we're just giving him the ball out wide and then he's he's having to try and beat a man and deliver a ball in. To, to basically Mitrovic who's been on well Mitrovic hasn't been playing with him Cissé who just wasn't going to win anything so I think it's well, far too early to judge him he's not beating the man is he that's the problem yeah, I don't think he needs to I don't think he needs to beat the man he's not that he's not a pacey winger I think he beats he gets the space to deliver the ball in through his, his trickery it wasn't so just beating the man that he's, he, when it's really hard to beat the man and do anything productive when you're starting with the ball in your own half which is mm-hmm. what we're doing for those first five six games he's not good by the time he gets to the byline picking up the ball <laughs> so deep whereas more recently we've been pressing a bit you know playing in their half and that's when those four players when Yaldem Sissoko Perez and, and possibly Tovan can really be do some damage where if you beat your man you're there you're in you're in the box or you're at the edge of the box whereas beating a man on the halfway line doesn't get you very far and that's that's where we were about five or six games ago yeah I think that's fair I, I certainly don't think we should rule Tovan out there was rumours going early around to write that, him off. that he was going to be sold in January which I think is rash <laughs> He was named in League One worst team of the year last year, and we've paid fourteen million for him. And he <laughs> so far looks like he deserved it. <laughs> Is that a real thing? Though, it's a real thing. Worst player of the year. Worst team of the year. Worst eleven of the year, <laughs> and he was in it. But the year before, something I mean, wasn't he like the player of the the young player of the year or something? So was he? I didn't know that. And yet but nobody will recognise Aston Villa as the worst place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have heard for it? Yeah. Um, so I, I would probably be inclined towards giving him a shot. The other player who who's got to be sniffing around is Rolando Ahrens. Now, my question about him Who? is, well, basically, yeah. In your notes, you said Ronaldo. Uh, yeah, totally correct, mate. <laughs> um, does, does he deserve a run in the team, like, depending on what he's done in training? And if not, is there any point in keeping hold of him? Because he's at the kind of age now where if I, well, he's, he's got to try and stay fit. But if he's not, if he's not at least pushing... Considering how how much we talked about him last year and how he looked like he was going to break through, if he's not if he's not even pushing a really poorly performing Torvan to get on ahead of him, is there any point in keeping him? Ben, I I think there is. It's just he just needs. I mean, I don't know. You don't know what sort of character he is and and how hard he's training and things like that. Um, I would I would from what I've seen of him, I'd I wish he would get a fair crack at it because he's he has looked good. Um, in, in stages, at the same time, it's a lot to just lump it all on a young, young lad uh, to sort of expect him to go out and be sort of the the main attacking threat within the team. But 
he's he's got everything you need. He's got the pace. He's got skill. He's he's fearless. Um, I think he should be getting a, a better opportunity. And if it is just just that fitness, he I mean maybe he just needs talking to a bit of a kick up the backside to get himself in gear. Yeah. Um, but I think you've got to have an incentive. He's got to have an incentive to to sort of put get that to to put that work in. And I think he's he's not really. He doesn't look like he's going to get any opportunities at the minute. A, a real opportunity at the start, and I think maybe that's probably. If if I mean it's not I'm not saying it's a great thing, but if you know you're not going to be playing or you're not going to be getting your fair crack, you're probably not going to be sort of trying your hardest. So that's a bad attitude. I know. For someone I, I, age, I'm not saying I'm not saying that's that's what's going on, but it's just I, th- I feel like even if he was fit, would would he be getting in the team at the minute? I don't know that he would be, and I think you've got to give him that hope that if he you've got to he's got to be striving to be getting a starting position yeah. in this team. It's there for the taking, but I just wonder does McLaren think. Like, does McLaren agree with that? He seems to be happy to play with Wijnaldum out on the left. I think Aaron would probably be better suited for that and bring Wijnaldum sort of in, in the middle. So I don't know. You, you just wonder what sort of McLaren's got in, in mind with him for for what he's thinking for the future. Well, yeah, yeah there's, there's six weeks of our callback coming up. That includes a Christmas period. There will be some you know some squad usage there. That's when we might find out is Aaron's ever going to be fit enough to play Premier League football. There's certainly going as you say going to be space for him to have some games there. And then we'll really see if if he's still this player that we saw at the start of last season, who could indeed like be the next big thing. Yeah, it's the first time uh, first time any of us have really been excited about a player coming through our youth youth banks in a long, long time. And it's his sort of fizzling out is quite indicative of Newcastle's policy towards young players, which does seem to have changed with um with what they call Adam Armstrong. If he's not going to be starting every game for Newcastle at this point in his career, for me. He should be on loan. Send him to the championship. Make him play against hard, like championship meathead defenders, and learn how to learn how to play <laughs> in a first team, and then and then progress him on next year. And if it doesn't work next year, he goes back on loan rather than letting him sit and do nothing. And it's something that's happened with with people like Sammy, who's gone on loan now finally, yeah. but he's he's way past the point where he's ever going to be good enough. Why why isn't Aaron's on loan? Because, well, I, I, the easy answer is because he should be able to contribute something now for Like, we don't need him to be on loan, but yeah, there's something funny going on if it's fitness or whatever. Do you not think... I've not heard the word meathead in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not think we'd be better off sending him on loan and let him, getting them playing 38 games next year in the Championship than playing 20 minutes every three weeks here? I would if Squads. we didn't have a squad of about yeah, 14 players. Um, but that's part of the problem, isn't it? That's why we're not bringing on young players. Yeah. Because they're not getting games. No, it's, it, it is, it is mental. But that well, do we do we need the extra games? I think at the minute it's not like we're going to be a team. We, we don't look like a team that could challenge sort of for, for a, a cup at the minute. I, I just think, as, as you say, we're the players we're bringing through. I mean, who've got Dummett, that and, um, and Babu kid sort of who, who came in. I, for like, one I game. like to just pretend that because Dummett has represented Wales, he's just he's Welsh. So he, <laughs> he, he still counts. He's come through our youth, youth team, but um, nothing to be proud of. <laughs> Apparently, apparently, a very nice man, Paul Dummett. I'm sure he is. Who told you that? Alan Pardew. A friend of mine. Loves, loves Paul uh, Dummett. His daughter or his niece is engaged to him. Apparently, he's a really, really nice guy. Oh, fair play. I quite like I Paul Dummett. I don't doubt it. I'm sure he's not a nasty man. He's certainly come up from how like much stick we gave Adam, him last year. My friend Adam Bobson. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so I guess we'll move on. There's two things that I think will, will sum the end of the show up. And it's just a bit of... Um, a bit of relief and a bit of laughter about other people's misfortune. <laughs> Number one, Mike Williamson um, has finally, finally left 
Well, it, for, for a very short period of time, but it's a month that we're going to enjoy. I love that. I mean, obviously, we're delighted. A whole month where we know there's no possibility of Mike Williamson just <laughs> turning up at centre half. Because it, it was always like in the background, like it could happen. Do you think it would have gone through if Colacini's red card hadn't been rescinded? I think so. Yeah, I think it's only one game he would have got, isn't it? Yeah, Stephen Taylor's fit as well, isn't he? But he's terrible. I love the thought of him um, because apparently Williamson demanded the move. He said, "Right, I'm, if I'm not going to play, I want to go and, and get you know keep keep the match fitness." Place. Did he? I love the idea of him going to Steve McLaren's office and saying, "Right, I've had enough of, of waiting." Not made him. This is it. I want I want a month's loan. <laughs> well, that's it. I'm I'm out of here. <laughs> to Wolves. <laughs> Are Wolves all right this year? Well, anyone know where they are in the league? Question oh, anything about it. them? Yeah, Mike, where are you? Kenny Jackets, Mandarin. Are they in the championship? Yeah. 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 That's as much as I think the mid table. Yeah. They may be higher, I don't know. It's <laughs> a question for Mike. Let's stop even pretending yeah, exactly. we don't know. We, we don't know. We Wolves, don't know. Wolves fans, how are, you, how are you getting on? Don't yeah, really care on. either because they're what from that barren wasteland in the middle of the I think whatever, they're doing, whatever they're doing, in the next month they will plummet from wherever <laughs> they are in the league to lower in the I league. I think that the, I heard the reason they've gone for Williamson is they've got a bit of an injury crisis at the back, so they've lost one of their. Starting centre back, so, so he's going to play. Just need. Well, I don't know whether he'll play, but he, he's. I think they need a cover. It would be hilarious if he did start and they do. <laughs> 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 that will crucify like any opportunity we have of getting rid of him because no one will ever take him ever again. Anyone know how long he's got left on his contract here? It's end. Well, end, it's end, end season, it? Isn't it? Yeah. So this should really spell the end. Of my I was going to say if the fact that we let we loan him out to championship a championship team, if there's no chance he'll get in the contract. Surely. If he did the dignified thing and just retired and said, "Right, lads." I've somehow made this much money out of football <laughs> over this many years. I'm just going to call it. Thanks. That's, that's not. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd, have some, I'd have some respect for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, also another another nice guy in football, Mike Williamson. Supposedly. Yeah, I've, I've, he does a lot of charity work, doesn't he? Stuff like shouldn't that, so be in, in football though. But he's, uh, he's he's off to Birmingham, where there's uh, some other happenings have been going on as well. That's a lovely place, isn't it, Miggy? It's just the worst place the in the world. Uh, so the sack Sherwood, which uh-huh. is it's always a delight to see them really struggling. Did, did anyone not see it coming? It was just quite funny how he was adamant about. Obviously, the the media put to him that oh, you've got two games to save your job, haven't you? And he was adamant it was rubbish. It was like <laughs> two games, pff, you're having a laugh. <laughs> um, and then two games later, but do you reckon, he's he's just, do you reckon he just lost them to test the waters? Like, well, <laughs> they think two games. I'll, I'll see what happens if I lose them. I really don't. Them. I think he put everything into those games and yeah. they lost both of them hilariously. <laughs> I, I think even if he uh, he could have, that there's no chance they were winning those games. I, um, I think he's a charade of a manager. He's never, I, he's got the job at Tottenham because he's Tottenham through and through. He's played, he's played there. He was like, was he director of football or something like that? He had he some. There, like, he had the. I think he was in charge of the academy, wasn't it? So it was. The whole idea of when he came in, it was they wanted him to bring through some of the youth players because obviously Harry Kane had just broken up the team, and yeah, um, which he didn't do. He started playing that um, oh, what's it called the midfielder Ryan Mason. Nope, the other one, terrible, him as well. Terrible Ryan Mason. Ben, uh, was the other one he brought through out of absolutely nowhere, who sort of stuck around for a bit, and I think they just thought maybe he he could sort of start to build a, a foundation within that team because I think they realise that they need sort of a bit of. They need something to build on, but he, he just he couldn't get the best out of them, could he? And then they they very quick. How long was he? How long did he have that job? Like seven months or something? He yeah, had the job at Spurs. Like they quickly realised that he wasn't a, wasn't a Premier League manager. Mm-hmm. In come Aston Villa, our favourite team <laughs> in the league. We'll give you a job <laughs> in a really like crisis zone for Villa. The start of the, <laughs> the middle of last season when just he the got plays it. they've bought. It's just the typical sort of mistakes, like the, the similar to Sunderland. The players they're buying, like Mika Richards, who's 
basically couldn't get a, get a game in in Italy. He's sort of just been sat on the bench forever. He's not really like he was always one who people thought oh he could be a great player. He had all the physical tools, but just he, he couldn't force a, a game in at Man City. Went out on loan and just didn't really hold down it on a huge contract. By the way, yeah, on a huge contract. And and they've basically given him the keys to the city. They've made him captain, and he's just <laughs> he's bang average. Yeah. It's, Do you think it's fair that the Sherwood's been sacked bearing in mind they've sold their best two players and not really replaced them or I was going to say it's it's, yes, it's, it's, it's an impossible job I don't care who you put yeah, in there yeah. nobody's getting anything out of that team Sherwood's a farce he's not a manager it's quite clear but Villa are, are doomed when 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 a play, when a team like that's had one player keep them afloat for two years running just by being so much better than, than all the rest of their players I mean you take Ben Tech out of their team they literally have nothing They've yeah. got what, what is it? Grealish and um, what do you call? I don't them? even Tag know. Who who oh, they've got that guy about. from Blackburn as well, Gestead. Gestead, oh, Gestead. Yeah. In fairness, no, to I, them, don't, he he d- I don't think he even starts the the, the, the player Bonhoeffer. But you, you can't lose a player like a twenty-goal player like Benteke and expect and him to really Gestead and expect to just somehow be all right. We've done it a couple of years now, especially when they were right on the line of going down as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've done it a couple of years now, taking the best player out of team or the best couple of players and sold them either at short notice or just not try to replace them and we've cut it fine very fine it, it really does like football is about these one or two key players that that just win your matches it's, it's mental that the same clubs that keep making the same mistakes yeah. as you say and it's it's the timing of the deals I mean you look at us when they saw Carroll at the last minute ninth, at the 11th hour when you couldn't get a replacement in they've done that on purpose and it's just uh, but you know, obviously I mean you're going to get the maximum money for it at that point but at the same time you, as you said, it's just a massive gamble, and there's a lot of teams that are doing it at the minute. They're just not. They're selling the best players and trying to get budget replacements, and it just doesn't work. You, you cannot run a football club like that. It's an absolute nightmare. It is, it is, and uh, and selling Delph as well. They <laughs> obviously that that <laughs> hilarious bit where he said um, where he said that he wasn't going, <laughs> yeah, and then he instantly went, <laughs> and then a week later, actually, I'm going. Nah, well, that was hilarious. But yeah, I mean, it's tough. Tough. I, I don't care who they get in. No, I don't think anybody's saving them, just because they're just such, in such a mare. And it, again, it's a team full of mercenaries, people that don't really care about the club, and they're, they're just they're not going to be giving their everything for the team. I don't think as much as as, as they should be really. Um, and I, just they're they're not a team. You don't see them as a team. They're just a f- individuals. And I think that's going to cost them. Yeah. So now we're ten games into the season. We we'll get a good picture of what's going on. Are they going down? And who they're going down with? Yeah, surely them. I think Sunderland and I think Bo- uh, Bournemouth. The thing is, one and Villa and Sunderland might get out just because I think Norwich and Watford will get dragged back into it. Um, but you feel like Norwich are probably set have got a set will set up better. Um, I th- I'll, I'll put me out on the line. I'll say Bournemouth, Matthews and Vile. So um, that's the ideal scenario. If you don't include us in this. Uh, yeah, um, I think I, I, again, as I said at the start of the show, if Sunderland play like they did on Sunday against every other team, they'll not get many points and they'll go down. Villa, I just can't see them turning it round no matter who they get in. I mean, they're talking about people like Dwight York. <laughs> he's not going to change Dwight, anything. Dwight York, he, he the his, manager. He's, yeah. put, he's put his name in the hat. He's, he's, he wants <laughs> he's a long job. shot. He, he really wants a job. Is, yeah. He says he's going to go in and tell a few uh, home truths about yeah. people, yeah. which could be hilarious <laughs> like, if you just. Has he ever had a, jo- a coaching team. job or anything? Has he done I think didn't he didn't he do coaching it while he was at Sunderland still possibly? 
I think I towards know. the end of his career, I think he might have had a good. Well, he's been obviously, got, he's now, obviously but... got badges. He can do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. That would be a bad decision. Well, he's just been on Villa, Sky though, hasn't he? Since as much as so. as much as I hate you, don't do that. That's a bad call. <laughs> <laughs> Who else? And, yeah, and Bournemouth, yeah, definitely. Uh, they've got a couple of nice players, and they, they had a bit of momentum <laughs> after being promoted. But really, some lovely players, really well, nice blokes in football. Yeah. Nice I lads, think nice yeah. I think Bournemouth are, are looking like issue in now to go down. If they, if they kept Callum well, Wilson fit, they'd be all right. But even then, they're the, the budget team who've hit the jackpot getting promoted. Yeah, but they haven't. I mean, they've invested. The players they've invested in are out, all out for the season. Yeah, so they've just it's they've very been screwed. Yeah, it's really harsh, but they're going down. Yeah, yeah. Well, for a club like Bournemouth, a, a year in the Premier League is, <laughs> is what dreams are made of. The it is. Money yeah. they'll get for that one season is that just I think Norwich will go down, and then I think it's going to be Villa. I think and pray it's going to be Villa. I, I think Sunderland will be safe by four points, four or five oh, points. Don't say it. Right, one more minute. Uh, Stoke predictions, lads. Yeah, Doddy has gone with seven three. Apparently, seven three. He's an idiot, isn't he? He's an idiot. Remember the predictions league last year, and he was making yeah. like outrageous predictions like this, and then somehow he managed to be ahead. No, that was in the that was in the first half. We stopped doing it when he stopped making all the ridiculous ones. But anyway, uh, I reckon we'll win three one. Two 0 I'm going two 0 I think we we'll keep a clean sheet. Clean sheet, really? Yeah. You reckon we'll keep a clean sheet? I think two one. Right. So thanks for listening, everyone, particularly Sunderland Football Club, Madam Johnson. Uh, we'll be back on Look Monday for feedback for the podcast. Cheers. You did it. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.